Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Follow Cap J-Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Captain J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. J Hood here. Cap is off today. We'll open phone lines for you at 312 332 ESPN 332 3776 is the telephone number. Good morning, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks so much for keeping the conversation going. For all of our shows here on ESPN Chicago, we've got Shay, we've got Jay Moore, we've got you for a three-hour ride here on this Friday morning. So glad that you're with us. Plenty to talk about. we got Shot or No Shot coming up at 8 o'clock. And we have a lot of twists and turns today because today, my friends, is Michael Jordan's 60th birthday. Happy birthday, Michael Jordan. Number 60 for Michael Jordan. We will talk about Jordan uh, coming up in a little bit. But first, you know, it is... Really interesting to me, a lot of my friends, my friends here at ESPN 1000, you on Twitch, you that call in the shows, and also my friends out of town that do what I do to be able to talk sports and entertainment with you every morning, they just can't keep Justin Fields off of their minds. I was listening to Jason Fitz, a friend of mine that has a a midday show on ESPN Radio. And I tuned into his show, and I and, I, and what was the first topic? It was Justin Fields. It was about the Chicago Bears. It's not just here at the crib. It's everywhere where people are wondering what the Bears are going to look like. It's more than just the draft. It's more than free agency. When I turn on a, a show, and for those that don't know, I'm no different than you. I listen to sports talk radio just like you do. You know, when once Cap and I are leaving. And we go in our separate ways. What do we do? We turn on the radio. We turn on the stream to find out what's going on around sports on this station and everywhere else. Just trying to figure out, hey, what is everyone talking about? So Cap and I are really no different uh, than you because we're sports radio consumers. And when I turn it on and they're talking about Justin Fields and what the Bears could be, I said, boy, I take solace in the fact that every morning or a lot of mornings here, we're talking about the Bears because it's the new era of the Bears. And it's the most compelling storyline in Chicago because of what's going on at House Hall, because of the new president, Kevin Warren, and because of what's happening with the general manager, Ryan Poles, in his second year, the second year as a full-time starter for Justin Fields. You know, people cannot keep the mic out of Justin Fields' face. People want to know here in the offseason, here in uh, February, February 17th, People are wondering what's on the mind of Justin Fields and what the Bears are going to do. And I think it's very interesting. So Todd McShay, we'll start here. Todd McShay was on ESPN, a draft guru who's been there for, uh, for years, talking about Justin Fields in this regard. He believes that Justin Fields is good, but Bryce Young's better. 
Listen, I, personally, I would take Bryce Young if I was Chicago. I don't think that's going to be the decision that they make. I think they're going to move back and, and take advantage of the fact that you, you have Houston at two, Indianapolis at four. There's a bunch of teams that want to move up. I would do it because I, I would want Bryce Young because I think he's an upgrade over Justin Fields, and I want his rookie contract so I have five years. So, again, everyone is so intrigued with this number one pick. I am. I'm very, very interested to see how Ryan Poles operates. He's doing something that the Bears have not had since 1947, and that's having to deal with that number one pick in the draft. Because this is the most important draft and the most important time in Bears history. Before that, it was who the Bears are going to take at quarterback. It was not Patrick Mahomes. It was Mitchell Trubisky. Because that was going to be the uh, moving on point of moving away from Jay Cutler and trying to find the next franchise quarterback. The Bears have been looking for it for decades, right? And so we thought that, here, oh, here's Mitch Trubisky in place. It did not work. So now here comes Justin Fields. And then there's Todd McShay saying that he would not keep Justin Fields around. And I'm thinking, nah, yeah, that doesn't sound right to me. I think that Justin Fields should be around here for a while. I think that you can mold and shape Justin Fields into being what we saw in the Super Bowl at the very least, at the very minimum, in Jalen Hurts. And that's not bad because Jalen Hurts arguably should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl, even in a losing effort. That's how good he was. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl. Nonetheless, McShay goes on and says that Bryce Young, he says that the Bears should be able to upgrade the quarterback position and feels this strongly about Bryce Young. Listen. I think he's special. And and listen, he's undersized. And that's going to be the whole conversation leading up to the draft. Five, ten and a half is what I was told by an NFL scout who went and measured him in the summer. And when I talked to him before the Mississippi State game, he said, I bulked up to about 193. And he's working with the nutritionist. It's just, it's not normal for his frame to be over 200, but I think he's going to get there. So the biggest concern is, can he stay durable and healthy throughout his career? But I think he's a smaller version of Patrick Mahomes. How about that? So that's high praise from Todd McShay talking about Bryce Young. You know, when it comes to the draft, you could talk yourself into anything. You're listening to someone that, that lives for Saturdays and loves college football. And even I couldn't tell you that. Right? Even I couldn't tell you that. As someone that watches a ton of college football, maybe more than I should admit. I can't even tell you that. And this is why this is just a scratch-off ticket. It's funny. We were doing the show yesterday, and there was a guy walking right in front of our Old National Bank Studios had a big gray jacket on. He had four scratch-off tickets and had his quarter. And he was there, and he's, cherry, cherry, damn, lime, cherry, cherry. And he was there, and he just, he pointed at the window, but you could see him with the scratch-off tickets. That's exactly what the draft is. It's a crapshoot. You think that you have a diamond in the rough. At least that's what you're drafting for. Sometimes it works out, and sometimes it's Mitchell Trubisky. As you and I both know. But I have a friend of mine. Um, I won't say his name on the air. We'll just say his name is Dan. Okay? His name is Dan. And Dan says that based on where the Bears are going and based on Justin Fields and his development, he feels like there is a connection between the quarterback, Justin Fields, and when the new stadium will be built in Arlington Heights. He feels like Justin Fields more than likely will not be playing for the Bears by the time the new stadium is built. 
And unless the Bears have some top-notch free agent where they bring in a quarterback to replace Justin Fields, I personally would be crestfallen. Because I don't want what the Colts have done over the years in trying to piecemeal the quarterback position since Andrew Luck was retired by the Chicago Bears. You do recall this, right? Andrew Luck tapped out after taking on the Bears in a preseason game. Says, I don't want this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And he left. And he, he, you haven't heard from him since. I don't want the situation where the Bears have to start over again in the very near future for a quarterback. I'm not saying that Justin Fields is Patrick Mahomes. I won't even say that he's Jalen Hurts, but I would rather have someone that you can look at for the next couple of years and say, in this rookie deal, this is who he's going to be. He's going to develop. We give him weapons, give weapons around him, and he becomes a quarterback for the future. That's what I want. It's kind of like a manager and a coach in this city. How much time do they have? Two, three years to get it right? Sometimes four years to get it right? I don't want that. As a lifelong Bears fan, what I want is for this quarterback not only to play – in that rickety Soldier Field, or if you read the mayor's release, Soldier Field, I don't want him, want him to play just at Soldier Field. I want him to play in Arlington Heights. That means a lot to me. That, that because if that's the case, that means the Bears have done something right. Now, here's what I've done so far. I've given the Bears credit for being able to start over and picking a lane. The Bears, for a long time, they have not picked a lane. It's, well, we'll just put uh, throw free agent money here and miss on the draft there and just keep the lights on at Soldier Field. We'll just keep the doors open so if in case people want to go in. That's not how I look at it as a Bears fan. I don't want you to just run the operation. What I want is for you to run the operation at a high level in which you are a perennial playoff team and hopefully to a Super Bowl championship. This can't be it for me in my lifetime as a Bears fan. Ditka regime, Super Bowl, the Alex Brown uh, Chicago Bears for 2006, and then that's it? Now, I got to see more. And I like the way that the Bears are going about the operation. I'm never this optimistic about the Bears. But when I see that they picked a lane, I can say, cool. But when it comes to Justin Fields, that's the beginning of it. And the reason why he's so polarizing and such a lightning rod for conversation is because that's all the Bears have. All I have is as number one. We talk about pillars on this show all the time on Cap and Jay Hood. And I tell Cap, I go, you cannot have a foundation without at least four pillars. And the Bears have one. So one leg cannot hold up the table. It's just one. And so when I hear McShay say, yeah, you know, I would get rid of him just to be able to get another quarterback. I don't want to restart the rookie clock. I don't want to do that. What I want to have is Justin Fields and development around him and players around him. That's what's best for me. Now, some thoughts from Justin Fields on a number of things. First of all, you know, his excitement, even though the Bears had the worst record, his excitement level as a quarterback. You know, I think it is. Um, Of course, you know, I finally have an idea of what our offense is. So instead of just, you know, training to throw outs, slants, just the basic routes, I know what, you know, what actions we're going to be using, what protections we're going to be using. So I can just focus on, you know, more in detail stuff within our offense. So I think, you know, uh, me with the full off offseason with that, you know, with uh, knowing the information that I do now about our offense and what we're going to be running, I think, you know, there's a bunch of excitement for next year. And um, even the guys, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, you know, they're knowing what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be running. So, uh, I mean, they can focus on just the details within the offense and stuff like that and really just get that cleaned up. I mean, from my standpoint, you know, he talks about, I mean, he was on a number of platforms. He's been talking about what he's looking forward to as a Bears quarterback and the future. 
He's been a leader for this team. He's still a young guy. But he has shown leadership for this Bears team to say, yeah, I am going to be the guy. And from all accounts, all around House Hall, that Cap and I have been hearing, like, this guy is commanding the room just as a young quarterback. You know, sometimes we get caught up in what press conferences are or isolated interviews are. Now, Justin Fields is, I won't say he's completely different, but definitely is a leader in that room for the Chicago Bears. And I'm pretty happy about that. Cannot wait to see what the Bears do here this offseason and see how they get better. I don't expect the world, but I expect to see the Bears being able to get better. Obviously, three is the, is the bottom. So I use a different word, but three is the bottom. And so you want to be able to get better than three wins. So let's ask this question, Shay. At 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. I believe that he will. But the question is, there's already so much talk of the Bears trading Justin Fields. You heard that from Todd McShay. My friend Dan believes that he won't make it to Arlington Heights. Let me ask you the question. Very direct and easy this morning on, on this show. Do you believe that Justin Fields will make it to Arlington Heights? Will he make it to the new stadium? The projections are maybe five years before everything's built, maybe six years. So down the line, do you expect him to be the quarterback once the new stadium is built? And your overall thoughts on whether or not Justin Fields should be here for the long haul? Let's get your thoughts in here. 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. Jump in with us on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back to Cap and J-Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Happy Friday to everybody on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Jay Hood with you. Cap is off today. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Hey, we're talking to you about Justin Fields and, and just because it's just not us. It's just not our circle here at ESPN 1000. It is people outside of our circle. It's ESPN Radio talking about the Bears every day. Uh, there's friends of mine in and out of the city. They're wondering what the Bears are going to do. It's an exciting time. Because it's about the anticipation. We've seen the same old, same old around here for a long time as Bears fans. And this does not feel the same. It feels different because it's a new era of the Chicago Bears. But, but here's the thing. You know, you, you cannot outdumb yourself in the draft room. I told this to Courtney Cronin. She's going to be with us coming up at 835. I told this to Courtney. And I say this a lot. Like, you can't outdumb the room. I mean, you, you try to, you know, look at the draft and say, well, how can we upgrade the quarterback position? Well, I'd rather have the genuine article every time versus someone that I don't know. And so, yes, have I seen a lot of the, the college quarterbacks? Yes. But restarting the quarterback clock for me does not make sense because you're going to go someplace next season. And I don't know if that's seven wins. I don't know if that's nine wins. I have no idea what it's going to be. But your talent pool will be better this upcoming season than last. We know exactly what this was this past season. It was almost like a complete trolling effort by polls on Justin Fields. Like, hey, we're going to give you the worst of the worst. Even fancy players wouldn't take these wide receivers. Here you go. Guys, they'll be sitting on the bench. You ever play fancy football and you go through and say, I need a wide receiver. I need a wide receiver. And it never, <laughs> and it never comes up. You're like, okay, I can't use any of these guys. All these guys suck. That's what the Bears had this past season. Smith Marsetti? Oh, Smith Marset. Oh, okay. No. But the Bears said yes because they were trying to tank. They're trying to get to where we are right now with the number one pick. McShay says that he 
would upgrade the quarterback position for the Chicago Bears at the draft? Listen, personally, I would take Bryce Young if I was Chicago. I don't think that's going to be the decision that they make. I think they're going to move back and and take advantage of the fact that you, you have Houston at two, Indianapolis at four. There's a bunch of teams that want to move up. I would do it because I, I would want Bryce Young because I think he's an upgrade over Justin Fields, and I want his rookie contract so I have five years. Yeah, McShay is not the only one that said that. There's a number of people that have said that. As we go to the phone lines to talk to you, there's already so much talk about the Bears trading Justin Fields. Do you believe he'll make it to the new stadium? Darren is in Hayward, Iowa, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. All right, Darren. Hey, thanks, JD. Um, <laughs> yes, I do think he's going to make it on these nights. I really, I, I believe that. Well. And and it's not going to be five years either. My prediction is going to be in three years. They're going to be playing in Arlington. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Darren. Appreciate J- you, JD. Appreciate the phone Good call. Good to be in here this morning with you. Thank you, JD. Morning show. JD would be laughing at that in heaven right now. Three one two three three two ESPN is our phone number. We say hello to Lake County. Here's Eric on ESPN one thousand on Cap and J Hood. Good morning, Eric. Hey, Cody. Man, let me tell you something. I'm going to stick with Fields all day. We've seen him play against professionals, right? Mm-hmm. We know what we got out of him. He's a big, strong, tough kid. This kid, Bryce Young, he's been hurt every year at Alabama. I don't know about him, man. He's, yeah, you're playing against some good college teams, but I'm sticking with my man, Jay Fields, man. And, and he, here, but, he's played against pros. And you know what, Eric? Here's the reason, though, right? Here's the reason. I'm not saying that Bryce Young won't be a good quarterback in the league. I, I have, I, we actually have no idea because they're, they're college players. But what I'm saying is, is that there's no quarterback in the first round that knocks me off my socks. Not in, the, not in this draft. Other drafts, yes. In this draft, no. But at the same time, you heard McShay restarting the quarterback clock. Okay, so what you're saying is whatever you saw from Justin Fields – He's thinking this is the best he's going to be. And I disagree. With talent, what do you think Justin Fields would look like? Imagine if he had wide receivers to work with. Imagine if he had better offensive linemen so he wouldn't have to run for a million yards. Imagine what that would look like. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. We, he, the kid can play. He can play. You know, absolutely. We've seen him play. You know, give him some talent. He'll be solid. You know, because a lot of people didn't like Jalen Hurts either. Now look at how that kid's matured, right? No so, question. Yep, I'll take them, man. I'll stay with Fields. Eric, we appreciate the phone call. Thanks for checking in. 312-332-ESPN is our telephone number. Um, we will say hello to Mike, who's in Beverly, and I'm jealous on ESPN 1000. All right, Mike. Buddy, how you doing? How I'm, you doing? I'm good, Mike. What's going on with you? I'm good. I'm good, Hoodie. I, so I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you uh, this morning, man. I, I really believe Justin Fields is going to make it to Arlington Heights. All of this is a hoopla. You know, they got to talk about something on, on their radio shows or on their segments or whatever. I, I feel like as Bears fans, we have nothing to worry about. Uh, Justin Fields is showing us, and, and I'm, I'm 30, 32 years old. I'll be 33 this year. Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen the Bears win a Super Bowl. So I, I, in all my years being on this earth, Man, this is the first quarterback that the Bears have that's decent. Like, and he's only like in his what third year going in. So I mean, like, I, I feel like I feel like Ryan. Uh, it, uh, and I, I keep getting them mixed up. Ryan oh, Poles, thank yeah. you. I was about to say Ryan Pace. Just, just call him. Bro- just call him. Just call him brother Poles. 
Brother Pose. Yes. Yeah, I think Brother Pose, man. I, I feel like, you know, he sees what Justin Fields can bring on the field. You know, it's just I hope we develop him right and uh, and protect him. That's the only thing I pray for. Will he Justin make it? Will, will he make it to the new stadium? I guess that's the question, Mike. Do you think he'll make it? it? it, it oh, it's going to be the new place is going to be the fields that fields broke. <laughs> the fields that fields built. Okay, I got you. So he believes that uh, Justin Fields will make it to the new stadium. Mike, we're glad you checked in. Appreciate your phone call. Leaves line open, 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Yeah, we're talking to you about about Justin Fields this morning and just because there's so much conversation about him. And I think it's great. The Bears, it's because they've been irrelevant a lot uh, from uh, from time to time, uh, maybe relevant in their ineptitude in the past, but there's been so much conversation. Look at any television show or just look online at some of the um, YouTube shows. Everyone is talking about the Bears and what they could do with the number one pick. We're wondering from you whether or not Justin Fields will make it to Arlington Heights to the new stadium. I don't see why not. LaGrange Bob is with us here on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Good morning, Bob. Yeah, well, they trade him to Houston. If you don't want him to play in Arlington Heights, just say that. Justin Fields competed with everybody. He he lost to Philadelphia 25-24. He lost to Washington 31-32. He lost to uh, Miami 24-27. What, what does he have to do? But if you don't want him, trade him. He'll play wherever he goes. That's you know, an asinine statement. Those people need to go take that medicine. That's, you ask, ask them to take that medicine, trade Justin Fields. How asinine is that? Well I, well, I agree with you, and I think Joey G agrees with you as well. Joey, say hello to Bob. Bob, how are you, pal? I'm hanging good, Georgie. You want to give it a field? Why would they do that? He can play. But we I watched an adult. Yeah. I, w- I watched an adult movie last night, <laughs> and the star and the star was JD. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm not. I'm not going to touch that one. Well, I hope not. Listen, buddy, <laughs> Bob. Yeah, I, I, I want him to be the quarterback for the Bears. Yep. If you're talking five, he's already got three years in, yep. plus five years to build the stadium. That uh-huh. makes him an eight-year quarterback. Even if we draft a quarterback, they're not going to make it to the new stadium. So it depends really? on his health. Hoodie, is he a 10-year quarterback? It is for me, I, yeah. I, I believe he is because of his size and, and, and the way he, he maneuvers. So, again, it's already flooded everywhere about what we're going to do with the pick. Flooded. And we got 69 days to go. Nice. Get it, Hoodie? 69 just, days. Thank you very Speaking much. Speaking of adult movies. <laughs> J.D. <laughs> Bob, you agree with that, right? Yeah, it's an insult to Phil. It's talking about trading him. The kid played his heart out. He, he played with no, no, no line, no receivers. Again, he was in every no game. No question. But, but, but he was the offense. Who, who are you going to bring in? The little kid from Alabama with 160 pounds? Stop. <laughs> uh, I think that we're both in, uh, all in agreement there. Joey G, Bob, we appreciate your telephone call. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Now, you see that, Shay? That's bringing people together. You see that? That was beautifully done. Do you, have you ever heard Bob that happy? 
No, and he really did enjoy that. I mean, Bob usually just gets angry and kind of off on a tangent, but I could yeah. tell when Joey G brought the adult movie thing in, he really had a good time. He was entertained by Joey G. <laughs> I like that. And he said he wouldn't touch the, the porn stuff. Now, you let me tell you something, Bob. I, I think Bob likes the, uh, the adult arts. It wouldn't surprise me if he has a nice collection. You know, he keeps it sports, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's, you know... A little dusty. Yeah. I Maybe mean, down in the basement out of the VHS tapes. Is that what you have, Joey G? Do you have some old tapes? No, honey, I don't, buddy. I, um, I, um, yep. n- no. <laughs> what? I thought you had some old, some old films, some old snuff films. Do you have some of that? All right. I Joey G it. seems like a renaissance man. He adopted the internet. That's where he's watching the adult videos. Yes, and I still have 37. 37 what? VCR tapes and beta tapes. <laughs> Someone's going to have to transfer those for you. There he is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Brian from Kenosha on Cap and J Hood. Hi, Brian. What up, JD? I mean, Hoodie. Uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's Brian. Hey. Um, I love that Joey G was hedging his bets with both beta and VHS. I know. Um, I know, right? Beta max. <laughs> it reminds me of my dad. I've been online 30 years. I pick up the phone and I get online. Um, <laughs> so I'm calling just, you know, one of the things I feel that is, you know, Shay, uh, Todd McShay and, and even Mike Tannenbaum and stuff, you know, these comments they make about trading Justin Fields and resetting the clock, that's for them to show their football acumen. We all know if they were sitting in that GM's chair, there's no way they're pulling the trigger like that because you have a known commodity in Justin Fields. He, he came close to breaking the record for rushing yards of a quarterback in the NFL. We also know coming out of college, I agree with you, Hoodie, that if, if Fields was the, the, the quarterback coming out of college, he would be the number one quarterback right now yes. in this draft. He'd mm-hmm. be above all of them. So I feel like, and I, I mentioned to Shea, I'm like, hey, I think Todd McShay had Fields rated higher. McShay was like, or Shea said, no, I don't think he did. But I still think it's BS. I think if we were looking at, if he was coming out in this draft, they would look at Justin Fields as the number one quarterback. And again, He's a known commodity. There are so many quarterbacks that enter the NFL and do not make it. We have somebody who made it, who has demonstrated he can function at this level. Why would we trade that away? I agree with you, Brian. I appreciate your telephone call. And again, everything's new and fresh with this Chicago Bears team. But I think that the litmus test is, well, if you supplied fields with talent, exactly what would the offense look like? Without the, the help of a difference-making wide receiver, without uh, being able to have an offensive line that could be able to hold up for Justin Fields. He still was able to move the, the pocket. He'd still be able to run the football, which is pretty good. So really liked what I saw there from Fields, uh, even with it being a three-win ball club. Now imagine the other elements added to that. That'd be something else. All right, coming up, it's the GOAT's 60th birthday. We're talking about Michael Jordan. So who is the Michael Jordan of sports today? Did he make his return yesterday, by the way? We talk about that coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood is on ESPN 1000 and also on 100.3 FM HD2. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and Jay Hood. Good morning, Chicago. The Bulls lost again, this time to the Milwaukee Bucks by the score of 112 to 100, falling to 0 5 since the decision to stand pat at the trade deadline. DeMar DeRozan missed action again with his hip strain and likely won't play in the All-Star game. Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN and ESPN.com reported yesterday that the Bulls were among the first teams to communicate with Russell Westbrook in the buyout market. 
Concerns about Jonathan Taves' latest illness and time away from the Blackhawks have seen him tumble uh, out of the top 10 trade targets by some hockey reporters. Speaking of the Blackhawks, they took on Ottawa tonight at 6 o'clock on Cap and Jay Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. What's up, everybody? Hope that you enjoy your Friday. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. That same ESPN Chicago app in which you can get the unnamed MMA podcast. You're into the UFC, you're into Bellator. Jordan Sherwood, as well as Adam Abdallah, take care of you with your MMA needs. It's available on the ESPN Chicago app. It's free. Just click it. Boom. You're right in there with all the MMA content that you need right there on the ESPN Chicago app. It's going to be the biggest party of the year. Guests from ESPN 1000's 25th year anniversary will be in attendance. You don't want to miss this one. Tickets are going to sell out fast. We're going to see Jay Cutler, Robbie Gold. It's going to be and it's going to be. Eddie Olchek, he's coming through. Wow. Jordan Cornett, Shay Cornett, Sarah Spain, Nick Friedel, Luke Canellis, Fred Hubner, Ray Flores, and so many others will be there as part of the 25th anniversary for ESPN 1000. It's going to take place on Friday, March 24th. Doors open at 11. Live show between 12 and 6 is going to be at the House of Blues in downtown Chicago. You can get tickets. Go to LiveNation.com, LiveNation.com for tickets, or and search ESPN Chicago. So, again, March 24th. Mark your calendars. Doors open at 11 o'clock. House of Blues to celebrate ESP 1000 is 25th anniversary. It's going to be off the chain. It's going to be fun. Uh, just a quick sidebar. May I approach? May I approach? The bench, Your Honor. Brought to you by Aiken Law. 312 6 million for the great Howard Aiken. Sign my ball. Can I just say something? And Shay, you saw this too. You didn't mention it this morning, but I saw it. So I'm hosting Good Karma Wrestling. In the Hood Cave. Uh, available now on the ESPN Chicago app. We talked about the Elimination Chamber. If you're a WWE fan, it's right there on the ESPN Chicago app. And I'm looking up and I'm watching the end of Maryland Purdue. So Maryland wins the game 68 to 54. Purdue, because they lost to Northwestern, tumbled out of number one. Going into that game, they're number three team in the country. Maryland wins 68 54. Game ends. This is at Maryland. Maryland fans run onto the court. They storm the court against Purdue. Now, here's the thing. Purdue is the number three team in the country. Not number one, number three. That's the first thing. Maryland storms the court. And I'm saying, come on, bro. Look it up. Maryland was favored in the game. Favored. So not only did you beat not the number one team in the country, Purdue, you beat number three. And you were favored to win, and you stormed the court anyway. I mean, so you're going to do that against any team now in the Big Ten? Any random team you're going to do that against? Are you serious? Now, listen, I'm not over the top about it as much as it is. I'm like, come on, bruh. Really? You stormed the court because you wanted to. I'm not against fun. But I think the facts are is like Maryland against Purdue. Maryland was favored. <laughs> like, who does that? I can understand if it was a situation where it's like, hey, like Northwestern, who's never knocked out for number one. Northwestern, however you want to look at it, and they're going to be a tournament team, they're not the favorites in the Big Ten. And so for the people in Evanston that want to be able to do that at Welsh Ryan, I get it. It's the number one team in the country. Shades number three. And people thought you were going to win the game anyway because Purdue is tumbling and going in the wrong direction. They're burnt toast lately. 
Uh, Hody, I, Seriously? I, I did watch this game, and I got to tell you, I think it's funny. If you've been watching Purdue recently, in the last two weeks, they've been on three road losses, Indiana, Northwestern, now Maryland. All three times they had the court stormed on them. It's deeply, deeply unserious behavior by the Purdue Boilermakers to be having as good of a season, to have Zach Eady, all of these things, and then have this, an opposing team storm the court on you three times <laughs> in two weeks. You can't do it. Also, when I was watching the end of this game, there's two seconds left. The clock stops for a sideline out of bounds. Yes. Got to finish the proceedings, right? Yes. What does Purdue do? Matt Painter gets his boys, all his assistants, let's get these guys off the floor and into the locker room room because they're about to storm the court on us get them out of here get them into the locker room the color commentators in the game are going what a class act this is a class act by matt painter of oh, purdue oh. Oh, no you know what it is here let's just bend over and give you the opportunity to shove it where the sun don't shine what are you doing? That's embarrassing. You're pulling your guys off the floor. That's just what amazing. What are we doing here? I, I just thought that just amazing. I just, just thought it was amazing on both sides. I see both sides of it. But I just am just stunned that Maryland, you know, the fans was, was stormed the court. And, and Purdue's playing like an NBA team toward the end. Playing like an NBA team in, in March. Yeah, you know what? We're good, but we don't have to win all these games. We'll just be ready for the postseason. What? <laughs> That's how they're playing lately. I see both sides of it, but it's just bizarre to me yesterday. I'm looking up at a, a screen with no sound as I'm hosting the show. I'm like, what is going on here? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Okay. So we mentioned to start the show, it's a blessed day because it is Michael Jordan's 60th birthday. Really, really cool. It's his 60th birthday. And so we start thinking about goats, right? Thinking about the greatest of all time. And I know that word has been bastardized by sports talk TV and sports talk radio over the years because the goat conversation is the easiest to go to. But because we're talking about the ultimate goat, not kind of goat, maybe a future goat, we're talking about the top, the pinnacle in sports. Michael Jordan is still making money hand over fist, and he has not picked up a basketball to play in, uh, on a team since the Washington Wizards, those last two years he played with the Wizards. But his name and that brand still mean something today. In 2023, as the owner of the Charlotte Hornets, that's the, the 80th most interesting thing about Michael is that he owns the Hornets. The others are what he did on the, on the playing surface as a basketball player, his documentary, his brand. All those things are even more interesting than him being with Charlotte. But it, we were talking about this earlier regarding Tiger Woods. And Tiger Woods teeing it up at the Genesis Invitational. He did it yesterday. And, I, you know, a lot of sports center and a lot of the places where I go to find my sports were just surprised that Tiger Woods was playing in an 18-hole pro-am. But he's there because he wants to be able to show that he still has it. It's still not out of his system. And I guess the question is, when you think about goats, is Tiger Woods not the, the best, the greatest of all time in golf? Because if Michael Jordan is the goat of all sports... Isn't Tiger the goat in golf? When you say that, Shay, I mean, I certainly would. I would say that Tiger Woods, and not being, it's not prison of the moment because it's not like he just won yesterday. He's had a legacy, a body of work that says that for my lifetime, as much as I was a Nicholas guy growing up because he was rammed down our throats as kids when I was a kid too, he think he surpassed what some of the golfers have done in the past because of Tiger. But I guess the question is why? Well, that is the question because. 
Yesterday, I found myself. I got home. I was going to put something on TV that a show that happened to be on Peacock. I didn't realize that the golf was on. I sit down and I turn on the Peacock app, and right there it says Genesis Invitational, a photo of Tiger Woods. And immediately, I don't watch golf, but I see that and I go, eh, "I'm going to tune in." Tiger Woods is somebody who, if you didn't watch golf, you watched golf to see Tiger Woods. And what's so fascinating to me is you have Michael Jordan and you have Tiger. You have two guys who just dominate at what they do in their sport. But when you take them out of the sport, there's some issues. There's a little bit of scandal. There's now the ownership issue with Michael Jordan, really one of the worst owners in the NBA. You have everything off the court with the gambling. You have all of these scandals and stories and everything that happened with the Bulls, with Tiger Obviously, the car accident, the cheating on the wife, all of these other things. Now handing a tampon to Justin Thomas when he outdrove him. Mm -hmm. There's always something outside of the gulf with Tiger. But he's so captivating. And the question I had was, why do we keep tuning into this? We know what he is. We know the injury. We know the age. He's lost some of the dominance. What is it about Tiger Woods that keeps you coming back? Is it that you root for him? Is it that you root against him? You know what? I'll answer that question about Tiger coming up next as we celebrate the GOAT of basketball, Michael Jordan. Well, the GOAT of golf right now is Tiger Woods. And I'll answer Shay's question about what's up with Tiger Woods. We'll do that coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000 and also streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With you until 10 o'clock and then we'll cross talk with Black and Abdallah coming up at 10 o'clock. Carmen and Yurko from 12 to 2. It'll be Waddle and Meller from 2 until 6. Tyler Rocky will be in for Black and Abdallah at 6. Then we've got the odds couple. Know what I mean, B? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with the odds couple. Right into Freddie and Fitzsimmons right here on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. So I'll answer Shay's question. If you're just joining us, Shay asked the question about Tiger Woods. Why do we still watch? Shay always asks why. And it's, and why is uh, it, it, you give an answer and then the answer is endless. It's infinity, right? He says why, like why do we, why do we watch football? Why are we into football? We talked about that earlier this week, and so he asks, why are we into Tiger Woods? Why are people because he's polarizing, and not necessarily in a negative way. It's just that if I say Tiger Woods, you think right, you think golf. If I say Tiger Woods, you think Perkins. If I say Tiger Woods, you say that too. All of that, right? But that's just part of the makeup. I really believe that when it comes to Tiger Woods, it's either, and I think that Woods is no different than you and I. Obviously, he has a better golf game. But there are so many in our world that just want to see dominance, especially in the sports landscape. Who's the very best? That way we can debate. Who's the best? Who's trying to get the pinnacle, trying to get that brass ring? Who's going to be the very best? And many in this country like to be able to see someone on top, only to drag them down to see them fail. And then, of course, we, 
as a society like to be able to build you back up. I'm responsible for this person's failure because what he said or what he did was wrong. I loved him or her at one point, and now I'm going to drag this person because it hurts my feelings. And because it hurts my feelings, I'm going to hope that they fail, only to see a resurgence, a resurrection of that person, and I'll be responsible for building that person back up. And that's where we are in society. It may not be you, but I think it's a microcosm of many in this world that you look at someone, an athlete, People are just waiting, got their fingers on the keyboard of their phone, waiting for the scandal to come out with LeBron James, just waiting for it. That way they can be the first one on social media to say, I'm dragging LeBron James. This is his first scandal. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Even our LeBron James conversation a couple of weeks ago, where people still are talking about LeBron and the decision and him, uh, God forbid, exercising his free agency to leave Cleveland to go to Miami. All this, uh, people are waiting for it. You know why? Because when they look in the mirror, they see something ugly. They see, they see something unfill, unfulfilled. There's no question about that. But that's not, it may not be you, but it's society. So I think that that's the reason why that we watch Tiger Woods, is that we saw the, the top We've seen him at his rock bottom, and now look at him incrementally with each day, with each year, trying to get back on the course. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you, Shay, I think before you give me a shot or no shot about this this spring or summer, I actually do believe that Tiger's going to win one more major. One left. And, that, and I can't speak for the rest of it, but I think there's one major left, even with the bad wheel. He finished his uh, play yesterday with three consecutive birdies, mm-hmm. which harkened back to what he was like even as he's aged there are flashes it is a little bit like jordan on the wizards where you know it wasn't michael jordan but there are moments where if you go look on youtube if you watch some of those games there's flashes yeah where he still had it like tiger we know is not the tiger slam version of himself but there are times when you watch him whether it's the subtle fist bump now it's not so aggressive whether it was the one after the masters when he just kind of rocked his fist back and forth that last masters win there are moments where there's flashes of who he was and i saw those yesterday and that reminded me why i watch him is everything that that has been with him everything he's gone through everything he's done all of the scandal all the outside of golf stuff the the accidents the drugs everything you set that all aside and you just look at the golf yeah it's yep. to be able to come back at age 47 from the injuries from the scandals and still have flashes of being tiger woods yes. it's incredible yes and and here's the thing about and again this is more for tyler and cronin in the golf show but I'll just point this out. Like, while Tiger has been trying to make his way back, who's the person that's taken golf by the short hairs? Uh, who's that one person that says, you know what, Tiger's not really around. He's not the same guy anymore. He might be a top 40 finisher, but he's not the GOAT anymore. So where's Adam Scott? And where's Zander Shoffley? And where is Morikama? And where are some of these other golfers that should be able to take the sport to higher heights? That's the whole thing. So I really believe that people like to be able to kind of build people up to tear them down, only see them rehabilitated. And I think that's happening with Tiger Woods. Um, So that's and I watch because I still think he still has it. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. We are celebrating the GOAT. Yes, Michael Jordan's birthday is today. 
Yes. 60 years old. And you talk about the ups and downs of Michael Jordan. I mean, ups for me because he was able to provide six championships in eight years, which is really super cool for the Chicago Bulls. Bulls will never be able to get that again. Six titles in eight years. Uh, Not in my lifetime. That's not going to happen. But then Jordan, on top of that, represents Chicago. We did the topic a couple weeks ago here on Cap and Jay Hood. We were talking about, like, Jordan and how great that he's been over the years as a basketball player and as a brand. But yet, when you think of Chicago, when people come here, do they think about Justin Fields first or do they still think about Michael Jordan? Still Jordan, even more so than any Chicago Bear, more so than any other Chicago Blackhawk or Sox or Cub, it's still Michael Jordan City, even though he's not here very often. And so we celebrate his 60th birthday today here on Cap and Jay Hood because, I mean, for a guy that brought us so much joy, Anytime you see a team that has sustained success or bring championships to this city, it just brings so much joy. Jordan can still walk through any restaurant anywhere and be able to get a free meal. And again, the ups and downs of his life is the great basketball. And then he becomes an executive, not so much with the Wizards and with the Charlotte Hornets. The questions about uh, you know, his off the, off the field or off the court exploits. But to me, all the stuff away from the court, you know, it doesn't really matter to me as much as it is the joy that he gave me as a basketball fan. And that's why we celebrate him today. Michael Jordan, age 60 today. All right, coming up in two minutes, we give you shot or no shot. Also, we're here from Courtney Cronin coming up at 835. All part of the mix right here on Chicago's Home for Sports.